Welcome to Everyday Animism, a weekly podcast exploring all things animism, particularly how animism impacts everyday life. The podcast is hosted by Kelly Harrell, Brandis Schnabel, and Janet Roper. Let's dive in. Hi there. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you two? Good. How are you? Nothing's on fire. Well, I'm, you know, that's good enough. Yeah. That's the bonus, actually. And I'm wearing makeup. I just want to make that announcement. Ooh, ooh. I have on new shoes. Oh, cool. We are fancy today. Whoa. I got, I got a haircut this morning, so we are ooh. fancy today. See? It's, it's like it's spring or something. Mm-hmm. It's like full-on spring. Or yeah. something. Yeah. So we wanted to talk today... Um, about uh, basically mid-spring or May Day or Bielcena or we, whatever you want to call it. I just say mid-spring. Um, I said Beltane for a long time and then I feel like last year realizing I've been mispronouncing it my whole life. I'm just like, okay, what's a word that doesn't feel like I'm fucking it up in some way? <laughs> and it's mid-spring, which is actually one of my favorite midpoints. Um, and not necessarily related to May Day, typically typical activities or anything. Um, there are a bunch of different observances that are around this midpoint in spring. Um, but for me, I just, I like the midpoint in spring a lot. It's kind of the season's in full force. I like this season. Shit's growing. It's pretty. There's tulips. Uh, I love thunderstorms. So yeah. this is kind of my, it's my, it's kind of my jam right now. We don't really have that. I mean, we we go straight from like, you know, 30 degrees to 85. We we really do. We've already had multiple tornadoes. Everything is growing. Some stuff that was blooming has already died. It, it it's it's not much of a midpoint here, at least not now. But I still enjoy the timing of growing things. That, that's the part that I like. I wish it lasted longer. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a midpoint to me. It still feels early because some of the um, plants that are usually up by this time of the year, they haven't made an appearance yet. Hmm. And it's just kind of, I mean, I saw my first daffodils here in Missoula um, yesterday for the first time this season. And that just seems so extraordinarily late. So I'm still thinking early spring and not mid spring. Yeah, we definitely have some of the new spring, uh, the early, not new spring, early spring stuff going on here too. Cause I, um, I, I think I've talked about this in prior spring discussions, but I, I live in North Canton, Ohio, which is our, like our nickname is the dogwood city. Cause there are dogwood, dogwood trees planted like everywhere. And our, the one growing out of our deck hasn't bloomed. And I, I'm looking at the one outside my office. And it's also just now got the pink buds going. Which I, I know the year that we moved into our house in this town. That all happened in April. Like we already had a messy deck from all of the like petals <laughs> strewn everywhere. Like it was, we were already well underway. And we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing to shovel. I don't think it'll be like that. But still, there's going to be fluffy white stuff falling from the sky. 
We're working on another storm. Like right now, I'm watching it outside my window. Yeah, it's real rainy here today. But the kind I I enjoy. We had our tornado-y stuff, it feels like, in March. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's I, I noticed that this is the time of year, too. I, I felt like some of the energy I had last week felt like a touchstone in a way because I, you know, I felt this renewed energy for the plants in my office. I have, you two have seen it, like I have a giant just like garden inside and um, a lot of it had like not made it through the winter. I, I did wall mounted planters um, this past summer in my office for the first time and a lot of those plants like they did great over summer but then the light changes in winter and they really just they didn't do well that far from the window during winter and it was hard to move them closer to the window so a lot of stuff died off and I just went I went I went to a plant sale and my office is filled with green things again makes me feel very happy it looks like a conservatory there I love that that's like a great great energy I I adopted this inexpensive but like really well-developed uh, spider plant that has like oh my I, I cut off like 10 to 15 of them to make pups and there's still easily 30 plus wow. pups hanging off of it and it's just I have it like hanging over my shelves it's like blocking access to things and I'm just like no that's a new resident here hmm. it's a new friend it's very happy to be here too sounds like it yeah everything seems to be happy to be here and it's interesting because the plants that were struggling just in I don't know if it makes a difference but just in having healthy plants surrounding them on the wall seem to also be doing better I believe that yeah it's really like everything even the stuff that sort of like dragged itself through winter and is still hanging on like all of it's doing better than it was so I I like I like this point in the season it's like I I don't like summer it's hot and sweaty and you know being a fat person I don't enjoy having sweat in really uncomfortable places and managing it and um I I love the temperate zones and this is the temperate zone of the year where you know, things are growing and that feels pretty cool. What does this time of year mean for you spiritually? Like how does it influence your, your ritual or like personal spiritual observations? I feel a lot more connected this time of year. I, I don't know that's if that's true for you too, but I, I made the connection, I think a few years ago that this is always the time of year that I'm more intuitively and immediately like reaching for a deck or like going outside and talking to the sky doing some aromancy or talking to my plants or just engaging in more intentional journey work or you know whatever it is like I'm much more tuned in with a level of ease and energy this time of year Um, And in a different way, too. I don't know that I'm ever completely disconnected. Maybe part of summer feels like that for me, actually. But um, it's just a more active connection 
I think nature is more active. I mean, at best lessons here, nature is able to be more engaging as opposed to in winter, it kind of goes on reserve. And I feel like that relationship is more likely, at least in how I experience it in the spring and the fall. Right. I'm with you on that, too. I was going to say that last night I was sitting out on the deck for the first time and uh, for the season and that I was uh, talking with my mountains and they seemed more alive and more awake and more going on with them than they had this past winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that changes the type of work that comes most naturally and presents itself too, in terms of personal practices, because winter is, I, I feel like winter brings a lot of potentially like, wrapping up death, you know, the death work of fall and early winter, and then sort of a lot of ancestral exploration, internal stuff, stuff that I'm carrying all the time, stuff that's there all of the time. um, And maybe gets more of a front seat when nature is not like loudly existing Mm -hmm. in like parallel to it. And then this time of year, it's like that, that, that relationship becomes more external and like with the things directly around me in a way that it, it always exists, but it's a little deeper this time of year, just because I can reach it more easily. Yep. I think that kind of meshes with what the runic calendar says about this time of year. Like who's is the rune? of the midpoint for spring and and that's its focus is flow like things just sort of mm, I think I think we are more capable in the calmer seasons when we're not feeling like we're adverse to the elements we're more capable of feeling like we're in flow with them and in the spring there's this combined life force of creating things with literally the animals the plants trees people there's this combined effort toward creating and building and growing that makes, I think, unity seem more achievable. Yeah. You know, my um, immediate ancestors were all farmers. And I was thinking about the comment that you said, Brandy, about, you know, how the wintertime seems more for the ancestors. And I wonder if it, from the ancestors' point of view, is that they're used to having a farmer life, that as ancestors, they are more busy doing things now than they, in their world and in their space, than they were in the fall, or in the winter, excuse me. Well, it's interesting because farmers aren't really thinking a lot about their, I mean, I've worked with at least one, and I, I would say, Actually, I think a lot of personal stuff gets put on the back burner when you're farming during farming season. So winter does become a lot more reflective and internal and um, catching up on things, getting to consume, you know, media, consume books, getting to, you know, getting to do things you don't get to do when you're like sort of at the mercy of nature. So it kind of depends on which, it kind of depends on which work you're talking about, you know? Yeah, here... Uh, it's, it depends on what you grow also. It depends on, you know, whether it's right. livestock or, or what crops you grow. But I mean, the fall is where it's like absolute hustle for farmers here. Yeah. I know right. that you work year round, but, but for here, there's more a sense of, all right, let's just keep this shit alive. Like, <laughs> like we did this. 
let's keep it alive. Right. There's like multiple cycles of harvesting and there's like judging when the last harvest is, you know, for that particular year and, you know, shutting down a farm, handling end of year things. And so there is, you know, winter, like the deepest part of winter really is kind of like the most potentially free part of the year in terms of time to do what you want, time to rest in a way that really just doesn't come easily in a sense, but the days are so short too. Mm-hmm. There's a decent amount of grief in this area right now because this is the first like beginning of a growing season after the hurricanes from last year. And the hurricanes mm-hmm. from last year were extraordinarily devastating. Like farmers have not really recovered. So there's also a, a distinct grief around the growing season like yeah everybody's tulips and shit's coming up but people who are relying on enormous crops for their livelihood uh, they're the ones who are really hurting right now and the local community is not realizing they're not going to get their heirloom organic <laughs> tomatoes and you know what I'm saying it hasn't trickled yeah. down yet what the impact of that loss is really going to be to local communities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think to some degree, like, as you know, we've talked a lot, you know, on the podcast about cycle change and, and, you know, micro, you know, micro seasons and, you know, climate change. And I think to a certain degree, like we're all dealing with some small amount of that sort of apprehension grief of things not being quite as predictable as they were when we were younger all of us to some degree like that's just been continuing to change and then when you have like a mass you know climate related event then it's you know especially the apprehension of like what is this going to look like now and how do we fit into it um and i think that that translates sort of globally right now. Like none of it's the way it was. Right. And, and how do we fit into it? I think I'm fortunate to still sense some of that, you know, like living in the Midwest and um, where I am, um, just where I am geographically on the planet. Like I'm still fortunate to get to experience a pretty clear shift in season even if it's like a kind of back and forth kind of start there's a lot more like oh okay it's gonna snow it was 80 a few days ago but it's gonna snow now but I feel like I'm fortunate to still get a sense of of four seasons even if there seem to be some additional ones creeping around in there in the edges do you think the construction that is going on plays a part and um, how the, the, the plants are coming up and, you know, the cycle of spring. And the reason I'm asking is because there is a field that's not maybe a half a mile away from me uh, with the, um, a plant that comes up in for life of me. I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, I think it's narrow root balsam wood, I think. And um, there's new construction going on. And that field has not shown hair or hide of the plants coming up. I think it definitely screws up a lot of things. I mean, that that's what's been going on in my immediate area for the last probably four or five years. The, the, the construction is constant. 
it's unchecked and there's no regard for the plant life or how yeah. it's going to impact things. And the, um, <laughs> so the Google fiber is coming into this area. I mean, it's actively, you know, being laid down. Contractors are putting it in now. And they're showing no regard for the trees that they're taking down. And this area floods like crazy. And those old trees play a huge role in offsetting extra water. It's not going to be good. Yeah. I think, I think on any scale, those things have an impact. I mean, we create, you know, even if we're not overtly and visibly damaging the landscape with construction, like we're still creating noise, we're creating disruption, um, you know, and there's paint and there's chemicals and there, you know, there's all kinds of ways in which we're constantly um, affecting the balance or affecting the makeup of nature around us. I think, I think that's just a constant process. So then when something big comes in, it absolutely has an impact. Do either of you do anything for mid-spring? Do personal things. I don't do, it's not one that I've ever felt led to, to have a collective ritual around, but for me, particularly around the runic calendar, this is the time of like differentiating what's going on with me personal versus the collective and how those two are overlapping and what I need to be doing differently where the collective is concerned all about flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I, um, I meet with a, a couple of women on Fridays um, to kind of just support each other in like personal and professional endeavors. And it actually just naturally happened that today was sort of like an accounting of like, Oh, we kind of missed the quarter mark in the year. And let's like sit down and talk about where everyone's at. What do you need? Like it was sort of an evaluation of like, how's our flow been? What do we want it to be like going forward? What does everyone feel in terms of like intuitive leading toward, you know, the energy, the need, input, output, all of it. And it, it all just kind of came up today in an unplanned way that fit really well with what everyone needed that, you know, for that session. It's nice when that kind of comes together. It is. Yeah. I don't do planned ritual per se, but what I do is I'm out more in nature and I'm communing more with nature doing it more naturally, doing it more organically. And because our days are so much longer, we're over 14 hours now of sunlight. Um, you know, I'm out there much more. Yeah, I'm not out there as much as I want to be with how much rain there is. But um, I do notice that this is always the time of year around which we actually have all of the, you know, like the deck furniture actually out and usable and like things are cleaned off to actually be outside in the backyard in a way that you could like stay out there and sit and have shade and everything. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's not really spring, the start of spring where we start getting that stuff out. It's usually this point. So I think in a practical way, that's part of our household ritual. It's just kind of uncovering things and hosing them off and cleaning off the deck and prepping ourselves for existing outside more. 
It's such a short-lived window here. Yeah. Yeah. Because summer is right around the corner. Summer is pretty much already creeping in. It was already up to 90 this week. It's it's just so short. That just blows my mind. It's like I can't even conceive of it being 90 this early. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, again, like, uh, being north of you, like, we definitely can get away, especially I also have a property that's like gloriously shaded almost all day long by these giant, giant trees in the front and the back. So we tend to get away with longer amounts of time outside. But yeah, it, you know, it can be pretty muggy in the shade when it gets up in the 90s. It doesn't really matter. Muggy and buggy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Last night is the first time I was at soccer waiting last night. And that was the first time I've had to swat bugs. And I just thought, oh, God, that's the part I don't enjoy. Yeah. And we didn't have a winter. So there's like more bugs than usual. I need to get some. um, We had pretty good luck last year with citronella plants. We got some real big citronella plants and just lined the deck with them. I don't know how much it helped my spouse because he's kind of a bug magnet. You know how some people are like really attractive to bugs and he's one of those, but it worked pretty well for me. Need to grab some more of them. So I think my ritual is largely, my, my rituals are largely practical, kind of checking in, kind of taking note um, but I don't really have anything particularly like sacred or in it's more not I don't really have anything that's in that realm of ceremony. It's more just sort of intentional ritual stuff. Everything that blossoms, I make ceremony of it. I talk to it. And I'm like, oh my God, there you are. You're so beautiful. So I'm sure my neighbors are like, what the fuck? But the kids do it too. Every time they go outside, something new has happened or, you know, it's, you know, three inches taller than it was yesterday. And so that, that's pretty much my ceremony. It's ongoing. It's kind of like going outside and going, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since last year. How have you been? What have you been up to? greeting old friends yeah I've actually seen I actually yesterday I saw two cardinals uh separate times and someone uh long a long distance friend sent me a picture of a cardinal they saw we're like I saw this and thought of you so I used to work a lot with that energy for listeners but I know you two know that but um it's interesting, though, because we usually have cardinals all year round, and yet it does seem like they sort of skittered off for winter this year, where they were just in deep hiding, or I was just deeply disconnected from their presence. I think that's why I'm so sad about that field of plants that hasn't bloomed yet. It's because mm-hmm. I'm missing a whole field of friends. And, you know, what's mm-hmm. happened? Where are you? What's going on? Yeah. I remember when I worked at the hospital, I know you, I think you were both, I think you were in doing the intensive at the time, Janet, but um, when I worked at the hospital, there was that courtyard with the tree in yeah, it. I remember. Uh huh. I loved that tree and it was such a touchstone for the season because it was a, I think it was a dogwood 
And so, you know, like spring would bring blossoms and then it would be green all summer. And then, you know, the leaves would fall in the fall and then it would be bare in the winter, but it was really beautiful. And it filled most of the courtyard. And um, I would walk by it often between my office and the floor I worked on. And um, it was so weird. I no longer work there. And I recently visited, uh, it was last year. And the tree's gone. It was the weirdest feeling. I felt, I just felt this pang of like, oh no. And it it was in, it was in the center of the hospital too. I was just like, man, this, you know, it just, it just felt like there's so many parallels here. (laughs) Like, yeah. So many parallels with this thing, not having been tended and. And now it's gone. They cleared. They cleared the whole courtyard. There's there were no plants left in it. It was like paved over, and wow. it was this sterile, gross space. That and it just it felt sad to look at. I can imagine. But yeah, I, I we have those touchstones. I can totally get where like you're used to seeing that field perk up, Janet, and when it doesn't happen, it's like. It's worse, like we, yeah, we lose some of our touchstone too. Yeah. Yeah. On so the I other, guess, on the other hand, the the wind has really picked up here, and I'm sitting watching my outside furniture just kind of, you know, move with the wind, so to speak. It hasn't flown <laughs> away yet, but you know, it's been shifting back and forth. <laughs> I tried to take my daughter to have dinner outside on Tuesday. And had not actually been outside when I made this decision. <laughs> and um, it was in the middle of a windstorm. So we went and got food. <laughs> I was determined to make it work. But her ship blew. Our, I mean, we blew. Our food just blew all over the place. And she, like, I got her a little milkshake thing. And, she, like, her hair's blown in the milkshake. And we're, <laughs> like, having, I'm steering her to, like, face the wind to, like, keep her hair out of her food. It was ridiculous. Um, it's been, it has been really, really windy. I love windy. I love windy and stormy and lots of clouds talking. Yeah. I love snowstorms. I'm not so much for the the thunderstorms in the spring and summer, but give me a good old fashioned snowstorm. Mm -hmm. I love snowstorms too. I, I really love a thunderstorm in summer because it's like a reprieve. Like a really good one, like a good, hearty, like cooling, like it's, it's, it's enough of a storm that it actually is like somewhat cool water. Like like when you have storms here in the summer, it just cranks it up even more. Mm -hmm. It's even more humid. Yeah, it definitely gets more humid after. But I still love a, I still love a good storm. Especially now that we have a covered area on our deck that I can, as long as it's not also like a tornado, I could sit outside and it um, makes me happy. So it sounds like nobody has big, big ceremonial plans specifically for our midpoint or for May Day or anything. No, I'm just going to enjoy every minute of it that I can because it is short-lived. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
it's good to kind of create that touchstone of just like, yep, it's still spring or if it is, if it's not, it's okay too. But it's nice to just take a, take a minute midway through and see where we're at. Any suggestions for listeners for ways to check in this upcoming week? I was just going to say that check-in is always good and making a habit of it. And what I do is, um, well, you know, I journal. So at the end of the month, I'm always checking in with what happened in the past month. And where, where did things go where I wanted them to? And where do I want to change things? Which is not quite exactly what you answered, Brandy, but that's my, or what you asked, but that's my answer. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's good any time of year. Yeah. And I, I guess like, especially, especially this time of year, I think it's good to take note of what's awake. You know, like go outside, see what's woken up, see where nature's at, say hi, maybe. That's, I think, I feel like that's most of what I'm doing. It's kind of what you guys have, um, you two have described doing. Just kind of watching and saying hi where we can. Yeah. Be involved where you can and, and where are you connected? Where needs your help? Where could you be more connected? All I think all of that is appropriate all the time, but I think it might be a little easier to feel now. Yeah. And carry an umbrella. Yeah, That's right. And don't pack your boots away yet if you're in the north part. And Kelly, I love the way that you have always said is do it where your feet are on the ground. Yeah. Paraphrasing that, but basically yeah. do it where, right where you're at. That is it. That's just about all we can do. Mm-hmm. And it wants you to. Yep. So enjoy, uh, everybody enjoy your mid-spring. Send us questions if you have them. We still got questions to get through. And uh, hope you're still having some cool weather and some new stuff budding. But if you're already in the hot, hot weather, you know, enjoy it. If you're still getting snow like Janet, Godspeed. I would not be in a good mood to be contending with snow again this time of year, but just kind of checking in and saying hi. And we will check in and say hi to all of you again in a couple weeks. Take care, everybody. Take good care. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you'd like more information on Kelly, Brandis, or Janet, or to listen to past episodes of our podcast, get some more information on our resource page, you can find all of those tidbits at everydayanimism.tumblr.com. See you next week.